They're stories from our lives that tell others a lot about us, how we move the world, how we respond to situations, stories that tell others about our priorities and our motivations. Our actions and reactions reveal so much about us. When our youngest child was about seven, I was frantically trying to place my order for our Christmas cards before a really good coupon expired. And I did it, and I was so pleased with myself. Three young children, so many things to juggle, and I was ahead of the holiday rush. I was feeling rather smug and accomplished. The cards arrived about two weeks later, and they looked great. A sweet picture of our family on the front and a cheery holiday message with our names printed inside. Merry Christmas from the Pearsons. Don, Katie, William, Bess, and Dixie. Well, for those of you who don't know everyone in my family, that list includes the names of only two of my children, <laughs> not three, and the dog. I forgot Owen. And in my haste to make the coupon deadline, I left Owen's name off of our card. I remember to include the dog's name, but not our son's. To be clear, Owen was in the picture on the front of the card. And this may surprise some of you, but it doesn't surprise anyone in my family. I still used them. <laughs> I mean, friends, I had gotten a great deal, and I was not going to waste them. So I told Owen that he could add a note to each card. He could dictate it. I would type it up. We'd put a little slip of paper in every card. He could say whatever he wanted as compensation for my mistake. And that slip of paper read, this is Owen. I am not dead. <laughs> I am still a part of this family. My mom had a coupon and would not reprint the cards. I got 30 extra minutes of computer time because of this. Merry Christmas. <laughs> There's a lot that you can learn about both of us from this story. I am prone to make mistakes when I am rushing up against a deadline. I am frugal, and I love a deal. I also hate waste, and I am not above bribing my children. And you also learn that Owen was, and I will say continues to be, gracious and forgiving beyond my deserving. Owen, a classic third child, rolls with the punches, and Owen is easily bribed. And he needed to up his game on his negotiating skills because I would have given so much more than 30 minutes. <laughs> Thank you.
We collect and cherish these memories and stories and families, don't we? We only have to say a key word, Owen in the Christmas card, and the whole family laughs and chimes in with bits of the event from their perspective, all talking over each other and adding their own unique bits to the narrative. These are our touchstones and how we know and love each other as families and communities through our shared memories and our shared stories, these events that reveal so much about who we are. And this is what the season of Epiphany is all about. We are presented with stories of Jesus that give us insight into who he is. It's a season of wonder and discovery. And we are presented with stories from the Gospels that describe events in Jesus' life and ministry that give us clues about his divinity and his humanity. We are introduced to Jesus' identity through stories of miracles and teachings throughout the entire Epiphany season. And friends, Epiphany is my favorite season. Maybe it's that Nancy Drew, I love a mystery thing, I don't know. But this year, we get a really long and spacious Epiphany because Easter's so late. Last week, we learned about a mother and son relationship through the story of the wedding at Cana. And this week, in Luke's gospel, we encounter Jesus giving what some have called his first sermon, or his inaugural address of his ministry, in a synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth. The writer of Luke seems to have adopted the Aristotelian triptych. I don't know if you all know that term, but I learned it in speech class for this gospel. His methodology for unveiling Jesus is to us is tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, tell them what you told them. That is Luke's formula. We hear the echoes of Mary's song of praise from Luke 1 in today's text. The Magnificat told us he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. Fast forward, and as Jesus reads from Isaiah in the synagogue in our text today, the words tell us what Mary already foretold about who Jesus is. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to the oppressed, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And this is Luke's version 
of John's many more direct I am statements because Jesus concludes, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I am the fulfillment. Jesus has just announced plainly who he is and confirmed what Mary said before he was even born, telling us so much about his ministry in the world. We will be reminded of both Mary's and Jesus' prophetic words throughout Luke as we see Jesus fully embody his ministry of healing, teaching, releasing, and bringing about the kingdom of God. Not at some point in the future, but here and now. Just as there are stories from our lives, some of them very funny and, you know, I made a mistake, Christmas cards, and some of them profoundly sad. The stories of our lives in our families that tell so much about us, how we move through the world, how we respond to situations, about our priorities and our motivations. These stories of epiphany are foundational to our understanding of Jesus. And we will remember the story of Jesus, his time in his hometown synagogue, a place of rich importance and part of his family's story. And as Luke tells us, it was their custom to be there, just as it is important and the custom for many of us to be here with our families in this community. Filled with the Spirit, he returns to that hometown synagogue, reads Isaiah from a scroll, and proclaims that he, Jesus, is the fulfillment of that scripture. And we will see this fulfillment borne out again and again as we journey through Luke. Epiphany is about collecting these stories, building clue upon clue and putting them together and creating a fuller picture of Jesus' identity. I know I've shared this quotation or this idea with you before because I love it so. In her book, An Altar in the World, Barbara Brown Taylor encourages us to become detectives of the divine. And that is the invitation of this season.